Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. These are Hi, my apologies for the tardiness. I had been having problems all day. I was trying to log in and had a problem. Um, but hopefully everybody's okay. And brother, Trevor. on, brother. Did you just call? You just called me. I couldn't hear you too well. Yeah. Yeah, you're going in and out. I did call you. I was checking to see if you're there. Yes, I, I am here. I am here, brother. Okay. Oh, yes. Trev, I just seen your call. This is uh, Stevie Tartini calling you. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was just trying to touch base to see if you uh, were on the, on the line. Okay. How's everybody doing? Oh, good. We're doing good. Yeah. So, um, okay. on the line, what was that? Joe Ham, is Joe Ham on the line? Is... I guess he's not. Yeah. I'll give me one moment. I'm going to try to bring him on the line. Hold on okay. one moment. Does anybody remember a duet between two men with the first name of Philip? Philip? Yeah, a duet. Does anybody remember? If I say no, you would know, but I'm just saying, does anybody remember that? No, I can't remember. Shalom, Shalom, I... a duet with two two Phillips. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I'm recollecting uh, Philip Bailey and Phil Phil Collins, I think. And that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I listened to those lyrics recently. I did not. It's called Easy Lover, but I listened to the lyrics as now. <laughs> You know, that came out when I was uh, in my teen years. I'm grown now, and I just listen to the lyrics, and I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> like, the things that they're saying, they're not they're not necessarily vulgar or anything like that, but um, I just didn't realize, as I look back as a child, I really didn't know anything, because <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Know what they were talking about. 
But it just shocked me. I just thought I'd mention it. So, um, you're back on the line, uh, Jay Ryan, uh, Joham, and myself is back on the line. Is or on the line? Yeah, oh, I yeah. have hey, winter. Hey, in- everybody Shalom, Joham. Hi, how are you? I'll let out. Yeah, fur coats and lather coats and all that. All right. Um, let me say. Um, let me say this, um, brother Stevie, um, if you look on to the website, you will see, uh, the two pictures of, of you, you, the one picture with you and Philip Bailey. Another picture with you and Charlie Wilson. Oh, yeah? Oh, I didn't even see it. Yeah, well, that's because they just came up within the last hour. Oh, okay, um, okay. And then you'll see um, the the time slot is 6 p.m. Actually, right, I see, I see the, up, I see the up and coming, uh, yeah, the DJ, TV, uh, Stevie Tossing uh, in the mix. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> hey, thank you so very much. Oh yes, sir. No problem. Um, anyhow, um, that is very important. Uh, that those things are there, so we definitely appreciate appreciate it. How are you, brother Johan? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? I guess we're decent. We're here. <laughs> I guess we're alive and be- that's a, that's a hell of a start. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a blessing to keep breathing and living. That's you know, right. That's right. As long as we True. can breathe and live, and, and we can praise the Lord. So, you know, I'm happy about that. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, let me see. Oh, Wiley Black is back with us. Um, she was on a break for a minute. Um, so how's everything going? It, it, it's going. I'm maintaining, and I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I'm positive. Thank you. How's it going with you? Well, you know, it's going. We have life challenges, but I just my focus is the Most High God Almighty. Yes, sir. I keep my focus on and continue to give praises. That's as long right. as I do that, I don't worry about no challenges. That's right. Yeah, so um, the one thing that we have been focusing on is to bring in new artists. So that's the primary focus right now. And it's really simple. If people want to participate in what we're, what we're doing and their music is not filthy, we shouldn't have a problem playing their music. You know, if they don't want to participate, then they don't want to participate. And it's, you know, nothing wrong with that. It's, everybody has the right to make their own choice. But um, nonetheless, we just continue to do this work. And particularly, it's really, really important for quote unquote black people, you know, 
we we really need to continue this work. This I didn't realize the vastness of the importance until I spoke um, with Trev Knowles. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Trev Knowles had me speak with someone. Um, it was a Latino brother, and he works for a record label out of New York, Platinum G Records. Is that correct, Trev? Yes, that, yes, that's correct. Okay. So Platinum G Records, and um, I guess the, I don't know how, how long they've been around, but I was speaking with him, uh, with the brother, and... His name was Jay Rogers, right? Uh, was that his stage oh, name? His, 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 his first name is Jay, and his, his last name is Franco, Jay Franco. I'm sorry, Jay Franco, yeah. Jay. I'm, re- I'm dyslexic, so you got to forgive me. I, <laughs> I do that all the time. Like, I'm thinking one thing, and I'll be saying another, because I was thinking of that famous uh, actor. Um, who his little brother I think is Roger Franco. I can't remember his the other guy's name, but anyway, it just came out wrong. So anyhow, yeah, so Jay Franco and um he works with this record label. So as we were talking, it just was really impressed upon me um just how he felt about this opportunity. And about and how and he really expressed to me how important it was to him in the record label to be able to do this, and it really gave me a, a, a broader perspective because what I was trying to say to him is, you know, I used to be in the music industry, so I I understand the importance of it when particularly when you're independent, but here's the thing. What the major major record labels and radio stations do, the general public doesn't realize. Now, I'm going to tell you how I know. I was signed on to Ichiban Records, which is now, well, Ichiban Records became Koch, and then Koch became E1. So I was signed on onto that label in beginning in 90, 1996. So it was, um, they had Alexander O'Neill, they had um, Betty Wright, MC Breed, Bushwood Bill, um, those types of people. They had a lot of famous names and they were distributing, um, at that time they were distributing 25% of all major record labels in um the in North America. So that label was big and and I could we could walk into the president's office and talk to them. So I don't know if I've ever told you all this experience, but I think you all need to hear this. I was young, I was in my 20s and I was a young music producer. So we go to the office, the president's office. His name was John Abbey. He was from England. And this man has a a a glass jar with a dead snake 
in formaldehyde on his desk. Okay. Now, when I go in there, you got to understand, because I come from a spiritual background, so I'm like, man, is this guy worship Satan? Like, what is this? <laughs> like, a snake in formaldehyde, a dead snake in formaldehyde? Like, I've never seen this. So the, the man said to me, he said to us, because my teacher, I had my teacher at the time, he, he's the one that got the uh, the record deal. And he said, this is exactly what he said now. I remember it 20 years later. He said, you all think you're white. You're not white. You need to go into the studio on your next album. Cut your creativity by 75%. Do a whole album and make it sound like one song, the James Brown theory or the R. Kelly theory. He's, this is what he said to me, to us. When he said that, my heart sunk into my stomach. So we had worked so hard to get a major label distribution deal. We get one. And then that's what the president, because the first release we did, um, we did like smooth jazz style of music. But we were, we were signing different artists. We had uh, a, a, a black rock band. We had um, reggae, different types of stuff, right? We had hip hop. So when he said that, that really hurt me as a producer. So in a musician, Anyhow, this is what I learned from talking to the president of a major record label and from the, um, there was a lady, her name was Becky. I don't remember her last name, but she was a Caucasian lady. For some reason, she just took a liking to me and I, I stayed in Atlanta uh, for, for an entire summer and she trained me on distributing music and how it all worked she wanted i don't know why she wanted me to specifically know but for some reason she took me step by step and showed me the entire distribution game now here's what they do this is what this is why i feel this is a blessing and why it will be a blessing for us in the future the record labels the major record labels cut deals with the radio stations. So in them doing that, it's almost like they don't literally buy up the airtime because that's illegal, but they do because it's under the table. Okay. They can't do it. They can't do it outright. So they do payola under the table. All right. So what happens is, because a smaller label doesn't, they're not, not going to allow a smaller label to do that. They'll, they'll let a smaller label get in money, but they're not going to give the benefits that a, a major label will get because a major label might get this, they might get this um, on-air personality. They might give them $20,000. So if you only got $500, they're not going to tell you the record. 
Hold on. Kind of break, kind of breaking up this. Hold on. So, uh, let me see. One moment. Okay, I had to find where the noise is coming from. Anyhow, um, I had to put some people on mute. But anyhow, I'll unmute in a moment. But I want to make sure that um, I get this on the record. This is not to be going out in the public, but I want to put into perspective what we mean, what this radio station means. The The radio stations and the record companies have a residual relationship that basically they buy up the airtime. Now, they can't do it legally. And I'm not talking about through advertising either. I'm not talking about where they buy commercial ads. I'm not talking about that. They they lock down the airtime air so that independent labels have absolutely no chance to get heard on those stations if you do not have that kind of money. Now, how it works is, and I learned this because I was a part of it, and I'm not talking about something that's a theory. I'm not talking about stuff I read. I'm sure um, Brother Kasim has had some experience with that because he was a managing artist and stuff, but I'm not talking about theories. So look, how they do it is they'll get a promoter so most major record labels at that time when I was in the game, they all had in-house promoters. Okay. Well, the in-house promoter would go get some type of regional or national or even local promoter. So the in-house promoter acts as the quarterback where these local promoters, regional promoters, and national promoters are taking the guidance and the instruction from the quarterback. But the smaller promoters do the work. Now, what happens is the smaller promoters will set up meetings and things like that, talk to the DJs that are in the clubs and those types of things. Yeah, that's fine. But what ends up happening is they don't send you in to talk to the program director. They send you in to talk to the music director. The music director doesn't program. The music director only makes suggestions to the program director. Okay? The program director is not going to consider the suggestions unless it's a major record label for rotation because here's the essential key. The radio stations are technically not even technically, they are actually supposed to pay the artist. Now, you got to think about this. Why is a radio station going to pay an artist that nobody knows about? Because then 
why would they play their record? That means the people are not, there's no demand for the record and it costs them money to play it. And so why are they going to play it and waste their time? They're not going to do it. That's on terrestrial radio. That's FM radio that I'm talking about. So what happens is the the in-house promoter schedules a budget that they get from the record company. They show the budget to the local promoters, national and regional promoters, have them walk the budget into the music director. The music director takes it to the program director. The program director says, okay, once we see evidence that this budget is being spent, that they're actually spending this money and that it's working and they're creating a buzz on the artist or demand, then we'll consider playing the record. Or if you get other people to play the record, like college, community radio, national public radio, if you get them playing the record, and get some type of buzz, we'll consider it, okay? That's how it works. Now, that means the program directors are not looking at how good the music is. They're looking at what is the budget behind the music. So naturally, it crosses out independent record labels that cannot afford to compete with those budgets. That is the problem. Why an independent label cannot break through with superior talent, mind you, (laughs) in competition with a major record label on a commercial radio station. Here's the thing that we are different and why why we have a niche. Because you can create millions of listeners, literally millions. Two years ago, we did a comparison analysis before, or two and a half years ago, I did it personally before officially beginning this, and I weighed the internet radio versus the, uh, ter- the terrestrial FM stations and those that have both, those that have FM and Internet. All across the board, the Internet stations are leading in, like if you look at Pandora, they're leading in listeners. By far, it's not even, it's not even close. The only one that comes close is Hot 97 in New York. But there's there's issues with Pandora. So listen, what I said to this artist that Trevon brought to us, I said, listen, the same thing that the major radio stations and major record labels are doing are the same thing we need to do, particularly for our people, so-called minorities, Blacks and Latinos. They control their industry. And the problem with it It's really no problem with it, but the problem with it is when you start dealing with not not understanding the politics of what's going on and how you can compete as as a label and actually get your artists out there, the the independents suffer 
from the lack of exposure. But what we're doing is creating our own industry, controlling it ourselves so that the more listeners that we have, the more um, people that your music gets in front of, and you don't have to worry about the politics of having to compete with major record labels and major radio stations. Not only that, we're doing direct sales. So that means you're going to get 98% or 100% of all of your, um, your value because we're not interfering with how you sell. So if you sell directly through iTunes, they take a percentage, right? Fine. What if you don't sell directly through iTunes and you sell it directly yourself? And you have a radio outlet that that means when the people see it, they link directly to you. They purchase your music directly from you with no proceeds from iTunes or CD Baby or any of these other people. It goes directly to you. Now you can build your own fan base and you can have 100% of your proceeds. So that means if you sell 10 songs at 99 cents, well, 10 songs at a dollar, you made the legitimate $10. That's a big difference. And my point is we control this industry. The, what, the industry that they have is fine, okay? But it doesn't cater specifically to minorities or so-called minorities unless you go play their game. I was in the music industry. I had record deals. I was touring. I was touring with Puff Daddy, Usher, um, all of those people. I was in this business. I never thought I would be in radio. But the Lord saw saw it fit that I retained the things that people were sharing with me. That was not even my doing. I, I didn't even go looking for the stuff. It just happened organically. I never thought I would be in radio. But me as being on both sides, if I was a musician today, this would be where I wanted my music at. And I'm not, no, nothing against the other places. They're fine. I'm not, personally, I don't care for Reverb Nation. I don't care for SoundCloud. I, I just don't. But as far as when it comes to somebody being able to hear your music, go and get direct sales, but they can't download or copyright, I mean, steal the copyrights from your music like they do on YouTube, that's, that's what this is about. That's my point. So the more that we continue this, the more we're controlling our own industry. We don't have to go by the standards of the major record, uh, major label industry because they didn't even have any standards when they started because the, the original recording studios were the radio station and the record company at the same time. So that's where you get Sun Records with Elvis. That's where you get um, a Chess record. Well, Chess, not so much, but Sun in particular was a radio station. You could only record your music at the radio station. And then they would, they would press up the, the vinyl right there. So originally they were all one, radio, label, 
They were all one, okay? Uh, radio label and studio, they were all one. Then at some point, once they became incorporated, that's when they split those three up because of the corporate, um, the corporation made the, um, the record label a, a corporation and made it a public um, stock trade so that they could go onto the stock market and trade, which means that they were stripping away the whole time. They were stripping away the, the artist's uh, rights. Even with Prince, you look at him, it's ridiculous. What he was saying was, was legitimate. It's ridiculous to conceive that this man did not own Purple Rain. That, that was ridiculous. And he just got it back right before he died. So he gets it back 30 years later. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's things like that, that when we really wake up, really, and stop trying to live according to the standards of what these people have set up, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with it if that's what you want to do. But you don't have to. <laughs> and, and the chances of you getting successful in that thing anyway, that machine, if you're independent, is so difficult. I lived it, and I was on a major record label with major label distribution, and I know from experience. Now, the other thing I want to say, I don't want to talk too long, but I want to say this. Since I was a child, my father was a musician in the gospel music. So my father made a record when uh, he made a gospel record. He was friends with all these big, uh, famous gospel artists. He was friends with Andre Crouch, Walter Hawkins, and um, James Cleveland. And he knew all these people, right? So my father made a record um, in our church when I was young. I was like, uh, I want to say 11 years old. So we're talking 1980, 1981. He made a record. And for some reason, everything he did, he took me with him. He took me over to the record person plant. He took me over to hire the recording studio. They did a live recording. He, show, he took me over to the publishing. So by the time I was 16 years old, I started my own record label, and I put out records at 16 years old. This is the true story of my life. So by the time I got to be 20 and 21, I was, I was in Detroit, and everybody in Detroit, there, it was, there's a new Motown in Detroit that most people don't know about, but it's called Submerge. And Submerged Recordings, they put out so much music independently, but they control. I, if you think I'm lying, I can guarantee you, you go to any music festival and there's somebody that's an artist that is related to Submerged Recordings, particularly if you're doing any type of um, alternative mainstream music. If you're doing Afropunk, if you're doing... Um, jungle, drum and bass, anything, they're tied to it. And here's what I learned, because I used to hang, I used to be with George Clinton and that camp. I used to be around all these famous people, and here's what I learned. I was even with, by the way, I was with George Clinton when um, this guy, um, Armin, took George's uh, farm away from him. 
for royalties from 50 years before that. He took George Clinton's farm. He owes George, right, because he took the he took the royalties, right, claiming that he had the publishing and licensing rights, which he did, but he 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 tricked him into it. Anyway, I saw them foreclose on George George's farm. I learned by being in Detroit and being in this music industry that Submerge reinvented the music industry because how they released their records, they deal with DJs. They deal with them directly. They deal with clubs. They deal with festivals. And what I learned from that is you have to take control of your own industry. And these people are world famous. If I say to some of you, if I say Derek May, you might not know who that is. But trust me, this man has, if I say Kevin Atkinson, um, Inner City. um, Anybody remember the song Good Life? Anybody remember that song? Good Life, Good Life, Good Life. Anybody remember that? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. That's Kevin Kevin Saunderson who I was in the same we had we had we both had recording studios in the same building. I was right around the block from him. All of those guys. I was in contact with them all of the time and one of my closest friends is, is a or used to be anyway, is a is a famous DJ named DJ Minx. It's the Negro one, the Negro DJ Meek. It's one of my closest friends. She was recording in my studio. Um, she introduced me to the whole um, distribution outlet, how they, they have major label distribution without major label interference. That's how they get all that money. So the major label distributes your record to actual the distributors, right? So the major label doesn't tell you this. So they're going to get that money out of you. And they didn't have to do anything, but what you could have did bypass them as the middleman. That's what this, this field of music does. That's what I believe God almighty personally have, has me involved in this to help them, the artists and the labels and to help them see how it really can be done and you can control your own destiny. So it's important. Hold on one second. It's important what we're doing here. That's my point. It's bigger than what it just looks like. It's bigger than just us here. And it's something that the future of an entire people. And I mean that. The future. What's going to happen when, when when they start shutting down these FM stations like they're doing? They're shutting them down. Do you know the other day in here in Texas, I'm driving in the car and I, I turn on the normal station I turn on that's the big station. It's off air. Now, I'm thinking something's wrong here. So 
they're cutting they're 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 making changes to where they're switching to what they're doing is they're switching to HD first and then they're going from HD to no more FM signals. Because all of the cars are gonna have they have computers that are Wi Fi. So the only radio you're gonna get is gonna be um satellite or internet based in your car. Now, uh, there's a lot of people that already have this, and of course, it's so expensive that most people can't afford it. But they're slowly cutting; they're getting rid, getting rid of the FM station. Now, what's going to happen then? iHeart is buying up. iHeart is the same as Clear Channel, and they're buying up all the terrestrial stations, and they're shutting them down systematically, one by one. They're buying them up, shutting them down, and they're purposefully doing this as a takeover. There are countries on this planet that have that over the last three years that have shut down all FM broadcasts, FM and AM broadcasts. They have shut them all down because of the new technology. So we're right at the cutting edge where we have the technology that can cross to both worlds. And we're, what, we're, what we're doing, our people must learn that nobody else can determine the standards for what we can determine for ourselves. You see what Ice Cube did? Three-on-three basketball league. He's getting legends. That is inspirational because he's maintaining some type of control over it. Our people can set our own bar. Any people can be involved. I'm not discriminating. I'm not a racist. We're not racist. But look, we go to them and we look at them as the determining factor for how things are to, to be ran when we don't have to. We have enough professionals. We have enough um, talent to be able to do this thing our, ourselves and basically carve a new niche. Now, what we're doing is not totally out of the out of the norm. Other people do similar things, but my point is, we have the power, the ingenuity, and the God-given backing from God Almighty to go forward with this and be proud of it. So I hope you all understand what I'm trying to say, how important this is. Please forgive me for, for speaking for so long. Please forgive me. Beautiful, man. Yeah. I got a question, Brother Priest. Yes, ma'am. Uh, just recently, I was a part of a Nielsen radio rating thing, and I had to send it back. I, I, I You know, I had to fill it out. And it says it's a, it was a survey week, and it says even though you hear, if even if you just heard the station one time, then it says includes all radio listening, AM, FM, the internet, and, and, and satellite. It says simply write the call letters, dial the settings, station name, or channel names. You know, and if you're not sure, just describe the program. Of course, you know, um, you know, I put down that I don't listen to none of that stuff. You know, each day I said don't hear it, but other than. Uh, um, you know, SSR, Soul Science Radio. So, you know, is that why they're doing these ratings like that, you know, to see where, 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 where everything stands, to cut down, shut down more FM, radio, AM, or whatever? 
Well, I can't say that that's what why the Nielsen is doing it, but I can tell you this about Nielsen. Mm-hmm. They they're not intrusive. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if if I was working with anybody, I would work with them. Mm-hmm. They basically had the same kind of theory, which is you, although that's the only rating and company most people know, there are others. But the thing about them is that they deal directly with the people. They they deal directly with law. They don't get middlemen involved. They don't report. They don't take your private information and report right. it. Right. They they deal with it themselves, and they've always done that. And sometimes they send you um, money. In, um, a dollar in the, too. Yeah, yeah. They send a dollar for each, or two dollars for each person that you know feels that. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen them send. Well, I, this ain't been this has been twenty years ago. I've seen them send ten and twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they do different things, like give you different opportunities. I really believe all independent labels should deal with Nielsen. Mm-hmm. I believe that, and I don't think that just from my life experience and what I know. I only know a little, so I don't I don't know a whole lot about them. But I know what what when we started the station. When I looked up what they were doing, mm-hmm. the one that made me feel confident. Because mm-hmm. you can take that same thing that they give a rating on, and and you got to understand they're tracking certain things. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with a what you call a, um, most people think that if you deal with BMI, ASCAP, SOSAC, um, SOCAN, excuse me. Um, all of those types of industries that there, you create a publishing company. That's not what happens. Those companies license you to publish, it, which is different. So here's my point: Nielsen allows you to do the same thing that those companies do, gives you the same ratings, doesn't charge you. Or sometimes they charge you a few dollars, but when you set it up, it's all free, right? So you can track your own mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and collect your own. Mm-hmm. The, it, so that that's why I, I'm a 100% support of them. Until I get alternative information, they have they have my 100% backing. Yes, 100%. Another thing. Um, there are some black on quote unquote black owned radio stations around that are left, but they're dying out fast. And a lot of it is because they don't understand the technology change. And what it looks to me like is that there's only going to be a handful of them left. I'm talking about by the end of this year, we'll be lucky if we have 10 of them left. Okay, so we're talking about a dying technology and a growing technology that we we must have our stake in it. I'm talking about good, natural, clean, decent people, not a bunch of thugs and rogues and, you know, what do they call ratchets, you know, decent people that are mindful of the messages that we put out to our our children. You know, look at these people. 
Yeah, this is what gets me. They'll release these records on their record labels and on their radio like truffle butter that they won't even let their children listen to. So as it pollutes the minds of our children, as it destroys our community, they don't care as long as they make money and it doesn't affect their children. Now, indirectly, a lot of them end up following us anyway. Well, my point is, listen, we have to control entertainment and broadcasting with a form of integrity that is missing. I cannot stand to listen to standard radio. I hate it. With a, I can't even watch TV. I tried to watch this show um, with Viola Davis, How to How to Get Away with Murder. They show that show. The first episode I watched, homosexuality. I tried to watch Empire. First episode I watched, homosexuality. <laughs> like, what in what? You turn on the commercials. The commercials are sexually suggestive. This is complete filth. Complete filth. It has nothing to do with anybody's religious background. <laughs> you can believe whatever you want to believe, but if you really look at this and be honest with yourself, you have to see how despicable this is. That's why we're we're still in the in some early stages. But I believe this is a mission from God Almighty. Because ultimately, listen, everybody doesn't want to play gospel music. There's nothing wrong with jazz. There's nothing wrong with R&B when it's, when it's something of value. You can talk about vast amount of subjects. Just don't be trashy. Don't incur, like, like Little Wayne is on the record, Trouble Butter, admitting that he uses cocaine. And they heard this on the radio. <laughs> like, uh, come on now. Look, like, this makes no sense to me. If if cocaine is illegal, why is it legal to talk about using it? Talk about it on the radio. Come on. Come on. Why is it that this influences a whole new generation to be cocaine abusers? And, and they're not, there's nobody that has... Really, it doesn't seem that there's anybody that has the courage to think outside of that filth. Well, mm. listen, we have to have the courage. I know the Lord sent Joham, the Lord sent Kasim. That it just came through Trev Nose, and we got together. But this is bigger than that. It's bigger than that. So I'm just saying, be encouraged. You know, forgive me for talking so long, but you know, no, no, you, you know, it, it's nothing wrong at all with a good sermon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I wanted to say, priest. This is uh, for on the record. This is Sister Freelance. Um, just like you were saying, there was nothing. There's nothing wrong with good jazz music. There's nothing wrong with good gospel music. There's nothing wrong with even good hip-hop music. 
Right. One of the things that kept coming to mind when you were speaking, I was thinking of this song that I had posted in a WhatsApp group by Karis Warren called Crush Them. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the the chorus goes kind of like, we crush them in their clique. Let me tell you right now what you're supposed to get. You're supposed to get free and intelligent, not a platinum plaque. That's irrelevant. And there's, mm. this, point, there's, there's this point in the song where he's like, um, he's like, um, What's really funny is that they don't really know where the money is at. And what's funny is that if if you just stay focused, they be the one that be the brokest. And that just ties right in with what you are saying regarding what you've implemented and what we're doing here. Um and I'm just inspired. I had an opportunity this weekend to go out with Trev Knows to that um, to that record industry uh, event and look at some different artists. And it's just, you know, it's just starting. And um, I'm honored and um, I'm looking forward to what comes next. And I yield. You know what else is happening? Um, along with this, they're they're moving to uh, to independent digital currencies. So you got Apple Pay, Bitcoin, PayPal, that type of thing. Um, Bill Gates is jumping from he's strictly Microsoft. He's always going to be there, but he's backing Apple Pay. So and he's backing Bitcoin. Now, what, now it's controversial. Bitcoin is controversial, but I'm saying the digital currency. Now, look, I'm, I'm telling this just happened a couple hours ago today. There's a brother named Spanky Hayes, who was a comedian and an actor, and he was on Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon. He signed. Hey. Listen to me good. Listen to me good. He signed to Nick Cannon's production company three hours ago. Please do not spread this. This is just for us to, to hear because I'm in negotiations with this guy. He's working on a movie with my God brother. Well, he already shot one movie. They're doing another movie. So hear me good. He's broke. He's in movies on television. Matter of fact, my godbrother has um, Carl Payne, Cole from Martin. He's in the movie. Okay, listen to me good. My godbrother asked Spanky Hayes. Now, I'm, I'm witnessing to this three hours ago. Where's the money that you all make in this industry? He's like, the money is all with the executives and the distributors. It's like the, the actors and all that, we don't make as much as people think. This man is signed to Nick Cannon's company. Now, I'm telling you, it's smoking mirrors. Yeah. I've been around these guys. I, I was hanging out in Jersey 15 years ago with Red Man and Method Man. They were out on the block, just chilling out on the block, right? I was with their engineer. They're telling me how difficult the money is in the music industry, and I know from a fact because I lived it. The money that you get 
usually comes from performing. That's where the bulk of your money comes from in the music industry with major record labels. If you're a signed artist, if you use them as a distributor, you make more money than the artist, but still they're making a whole bunch of money. And they, they, they make more money than the general label and, and the general artist. That may go on forever, but it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it's too... If you if you lived in Detroit and grew up like I did and see all these famous people walking around that people don't really realize how rich and famous they are from independent labels, then you would know why I'm so confident in this. Because <laughs> Detroit is the capital, right now, the capital of electronic music. They're having an electronic music festival next month. There's going to be millions of people coming from everywhere on the earth just for that festival. The biggest music festival in the world. So none of those people's records are on mainstream radio. Every now and then they might bring in a most deaf or somebody like that. But most of the performers, none of them are on mainstream radio. But they make plenty of money because there's an illusion that says the only the only success that you have is through major record labels. That is BS. You know, there's DJs making twenty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars a night. There's D, there's a couple of uh Caucasian DJs making a million dollars a night for for a four hour set. And and people have People have never heard of a Tiesto. But look up Tiesto, T-I-E-S-T-O. Look him up and look how much money he makes and look at that, how nobody knows who he is in the mainstream. But pure music lovers don't necessarily rely on commercial radio to find new music. That's the point. That's why we're in the right place at the right time. I'm talking too much, so... Joham and Kasim, if you all can return next week, because I talk too much today and I got to get off the line. That was beautiful. It was a fountain full of knowledge. Yeah. No, that, that was, I mean, the, the, the breakdown is knowledge. It's food for knowledge. Yeah. You know, food for thought, food for knowledge. So, um, I mean, I th- I think it's beautiful. There's, I, you know, I do I do my share of reading, and uh, I learn uh, probably like everybody on the phone that it, it, it's everybody can't be all that rich. <laughs> you know, I mean, because I've seen I've seen budgets. You know, you know, nobody pays attention to uh, a person that's not famous in you in the room because everybody just thinks you related to somebody. So I got to just stand by and, like, just take all that information in just being around the famous people. And I realized that, um, you know, when they used to get budgets, like with my Ryan Carey, right, just, just as an example, I saw, which is, they, they were Columbia Records. They turned to Sony, right? But they took Herbie Hancock and Regina's budget. They took the budget, then they dropped the act just to sign Mariah Carey. 
and it was a few of us sitting in the room, and we started giggling and laughing because we thought that was the funniest thought ever. And Mr. Jonathan Adair said, oh, y'all think they're playing. That just went down two hours ago. And nobody laughed. Nobody laughed. And we just, we laughed. We left the office and everything. And we were going. Now, now of course, they offered us, you know, jobs and stuff. You know, they said, yo, man, you can produce one song on, on Mariah and, and then you can do this and all that. And, and all that. And 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 when you broke, you, you you snap out of you snap out of the when you well at least let me let me not blame everybody when I'm trying to pay my rent at the time, and I just <laughs> realized her I didn't know Herbie Hancock and I kind of met Regina Bell and they took that budget I was offended as a musician right mm-hmm. but then when they promise you you could do something on Mariah all of a sudden. You try to act like you ain't hear that Herbie got dropped and Regina got dropped, right? <laughs> right? So you play stupid. You play stupid until six months later when you call him, no, man, when you want me to start, they come out, start what? I said, the record. They were like, I don't know who told you that. That ain't going to happen. Now you go back into your, your militant move because you know you got jerked as well. Yeah, you got jerked. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everything said on this phone today is, is truth. I've seen it. I witnessed it. I'll stand in front of the court. I'll put my hand on the Bible because I know, man, I, I, everything you said is truth. I've witnessed it for myself. Now, either, either everybody on this phone is crazy <laughs> or everybody know what they're talking about, you know, because it is, it is the truth. I've, look. I'm working with artists right now that we all know, and and I'm not going to say they broke because I don't ask people about their money. But let's just say um, it, ain't, it ain't nothing. You could not imagine it. Whoever said, whoever on the phone, I remember who said Somebody said something about the only money that the artists make is from their touring, from touring, that is absolutely correct on the button. You don't say nope. You don't get nothing. But every three months, I today only see a check. And I'm gonna say this and be quick because I know somebody else got to say something. I got it. I got to get. I got to get off the. I'm gonna turn this over to Ema. To um, Barbie okay. Black, I gotta get off the line. But keep on going, okay, brother. Okay, we, okay, thanks for that info. We appreciate it. Yes, well, sir. Whoever's on the phone listening right right now, um, there was a time when I got a residual, and I used to put a little money away and take my wife out to dinner. Um, Eighteen years later, only thing I could do now is get one slice of pizza and cut it in half. <laughs> oh, I got class. I got class, guys. So I got a, a bow out. This is just for okay. Freeland. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Listen, everybody's buying out. This is good I, talk. I, know, I, I wanted to say one Monday. I wanted to say oh, we're oh, going to be, We're going to meet back next Monday. But before we go, I wanted to say 
that, you know, you guys are a witness to what Brother Priest was saying. I mean, uh, Jay Ryan, according to his stage name, was saying. And so everybody else on here, we got to take it, take it to heart what he's telling us yeah. where we're going with this radio, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's true yeah. and he's saying we can do what we need to do, then we have to be patient, we have to be diligent, and we have to have that desire to take it to that level. He's giving it to us on right. a platter. Right, that's right, right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you guys, you Absolutely. guys got uh, some experience, and, you know, you hang in there with us, and, you know, when it's time for you to kick it up, step it up, then, you know, he, he expects all of us to do our particular, you know, job, whatever we need to do to bring it to that next yes. level. Because this is our Absolutely. station. You know, this is our yes. station. And uh, I don't know, is um, Brother Hakeem on there? I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, and then uh, our our brother, uh, Hakeem, we have a brother, too, uh, on here. Uh, 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 What is his name? Uh, Hebrew Slim, what do we call him? DJ Pro? Yes, DJ Pro. Is DJ Pro on? Uh, What about uh, brother Hebrew Slim? Um, I I don't hear him. Okay. Well, what I'm saying... Yes, I guess neither one of them are on there. But what 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 we all got to take to heart is this: this man that just got through talking to us, he knows something, you know. And if we have, just think of all of the revenue that we can bring in. Once he say it's really a green light to to get this thing going, the question we have to ask ourselves within our own beliefs, are we ready for the journey? And it's going to be a beautiful journey because we know, he knows, and he's telling us and teaching us, so what do we do? That's all I'm saying. What do we do next, right? Yeah, we just, you know, when somebody, you know, I think, and and from my point of view, and and probably somebody else's too, I mean, there's enough breadcrumbs. There's enough breadcrumbs. We just follow this trail, Mm -hmm. you know, we follow this trail and, 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 and keep it moving. That's all. Right. Right. You know, because right. ain't, nobody, ain't, ain't nobody getting rich off the wrong answers. Right. 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 You know, and, uh, and everybody's it, it, complaining about something. Yeah. But the point about it is, you know, and I'm a um, DJ on our radio. Uh, right now we just have it where we play our music for the different spots. And I'm telling you, sometimes I go in there and I look, and there's people from all over the world listening to us. Wow. <laughs> Brazil. Germany, Italy, France, go. everywhere, everywhere. I'd be seeing all kind of people, and I take down their uh, IP number. You know, I mean, they're from everywhere. And and once we That's kick beautiful. it up a notch, huh? That's beautiful. And see, he's talking about bringing in, I mean, different uh, uh, artists and different people from different, you know, not just local. And, and, and uh, right. you know, and as far as our radio station, he's got that frequency. He's got it set on that frequency where we don't have to worry about them coming in and say, hey, you're going to be shut down this, that, and the other, right? So right. uh, once once he once he, he's working on some things, so once we t- uh, uh, take it to that next level, I mean it's going to be lucrative and and, and it's going to bring in revenue. But think of all the people like he stresses that we can really help and bring to the public. You know. Yes. That's the thing. So anybody got any questions or comments before we go? Uh, no. No. I'm going to have to go uh, now, but I just want to just want to confirm that I'm I'm in, I'm in I'm in with both feet. Okay. 
All right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sam, I'm a bullpen. And ready for the ride. Okay, just be patient because you can't, you don't, I bet you you don't know too many that's got what he got going on. <laughs> we just need the force. We just need the bodies. We need the people. That's all. So everybody just hang yeah, in there. Next Monday at 7 o'clock we'll be on here. And uh, I know he's working on some, a lot of things. You can hear by his voice. And so, so we there's, just got So there's another meeting next next Monday? Yes, Monday at 7. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, we get ready to amp it up a notch. That's why he was talking tonight. You know, he's trying to get our heads circled around what what significance all this is. And I know okay. you guys know, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, then. Nice talking to everybody. Okay, same to you. Yeah, right, good Have a blessed good week. Uh, you too. All y'all do too. Shalom. Okay. All right. Sure. Trust, thanks for syncing me in. I appreciate it, man. Yes, anytime, anytime. Okay, we'll talk soon, right? Yes. All right, take care. All right, you too. Right, Stay well. Okay. You too. Yes. Hey, Gavin. Gavin? Gavin? Hey, Gavin? 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 Mr. Dawes? Hello, Gavin?
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.